Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. This is Mint Light Morning Shot, and I am Shohini Sen. Good morning. Here's a roundup of the news you can use before you start your day. Heavy smog continued to envelop the national capital region. raising risks of coronavirus to residents government data on monday showed that delhi's overall air quality index including the concentration of pm 2.5 particles remained above 400 for five consecutive days the pm 2.5 particles are known to cause severe respiratory difficulties and can cause even more harm to people with covid-19 One can hope for some relief though as the National Green Tribunal on Monday ordered a ban on firecrackers during Diwali in cities battling poor air quality. With most classes being conducted online for over 7 months, states have now started discussion on whether it is safe to reopen schools or not. The Tamil Nadu government has called for a discussion with parents of school children to decide on a reopening date. This comes a week after it had announced its decision to start physical classes for students of class 9 onwards from November 16th. The education department in Maharashtra too is considering reopening schools from classes 9 to 12 starting November 23rd. Schools would obviously have to follow safety precautions including reduced number of students per class and use of sanitizers and masks in the premises. Arunachal Pradesh for example has announced that students will wear khadi masks to school once classes resume from November 16th. According to WHO children have milder covid infections than adults but those with underlying conditions can be at a higher risk of serious illness. The world's largest economies and in turn the biggest polluters are accelerating their move away from fossil fuels. Japan aims to be carbon neutral by 2050 when it achieves net zero carbon emissions by increasingly powering its businesses by hydrogen. The world's fifth largest polluter would need an investment of more than 400 billion dollars if hydrogen is to account for two-fifths of its energy needs. China, the world's largest source of carbon dioxide responsible for 28% of global emissions, aims to achieve carbon neutrality a decade later than Japan. The pandemic has crippled the global economy, hurting demand for crude oil. To the dismay of major oil exporters such as the OPEC countries, the world's green tilt spurred by climate change imperatives will cause irreversible damage to their economies. International crude oil prices is also likely to remain depressed. Joe Biden's victory or Donald Trump's defeat in the US presidential election may be a done deal. In his victory speech, Biden may have called for healing and an end to a grim era of demonization. World leaders may have congratulated Biden, but two of his Latin American friends continue to hold out. Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro often dubbed the Trump of the tropics for his populist off-the-cuff style has kept silent on Trump's loss. Likewise, President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador of Mexico along the border of which Trump had pledged to erect a concrete wall to stem the flow of illegal immigrants and drugs has so far refused to congratulate Biden contending he would wait until the legal challenges over the vote were resolved 
Investors are banking on a return of consumer confidence now that the US elections are over and have shifted focus to an imminent COVID-19 vaccine. Investors are looking beyond an expected excitement rally and at longer-term beneficiaries and short-selling opportunities. There are approximately 45 vaccines undergoing trials at the moment, with Pfizer, Moderna and AstraZeneca being hailed as favourites to win regulatory approvals this year. Some investors are also hoping that a vaccine could trigger a payoff from shorts in stocks pumped up by the pandemic, such as some technology firms. Meanwhile, Indians are reportedly the keenest on getting vaccinated whenever it is available, even as people in 10 out of 15 countries showed a growing reluctance about getting vaccinated, according to a World Economic Forum Ipsos survey. LGBT couples in China are seeking recognition in the national census. The country decriminalized homosexuality in 1997. However, same-sex marriage is still prohibited by law and activists have been fighting for their right to matrimony since then. They are urging LGBT couples to respond to census questionnaire, mentioning partner instead of just roommate. LGBT rights advocacy China, the NGO behind this campaign, hopes that this action would help LGBT couples gain visibility in China. China began its census operations last week, counting the nation's 1.4 billion people. Conducting a census during the time of a global pandemic can be challenging. Therefore, the nation has made it possible for citizens to respond by scanning a QR code on a mobile device. Along with that, 7 million census officials would also go door-to-door to record information. The once-in-a-decade census will conclude by December end. You're listening to Mint Like Morning Shot with Shohini Sen. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Shohini Sen or on Facebook and Instagram at HD Smartcast. And to listen to more such podcasts, do log on to hdsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.